0: I think we have to dig deep sometimes to go fear is like, I think a pretty, I don't want to say it's like a, a singular emotion, but it kind of is in the sense that like you faced a fear at some point in your life, maybe the scale, the magnitude of it could vary, but you faced a fear. And if you can look back and dig deep in those moments where you overcame that, I think it could give you the courage to, to tackle the next fear, to tackle that next thing. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a
1: professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with Everyday heroes just like you will explore how to face fear in our lives
0: and emerge victoriously.
1: That's a Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. Hello, hello, hello. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. And this week, we have all the way from Sydney, Australia, which is actually on the same side of the world as I am, which I'm super excited about. We have Nicole Baldinu, and she is going to tell you all about herself and what she
0: is up to, because she's up to a lot. Oh, awesome. I love your enthusiasm, Charmaine. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. (laughs) We definitely want to.
1: Yeah, let's hear your story, Nicole.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Um, So my name is Nicole Baldinu. I was a high school teacher uh, before I turned to full-time entrepreneurship. And I've been in business now. I gave that up after 12 years. And I've been in business with my husband and my co-founder as well uh, for 10 years now. And we run a top business podcast called The $100 MBA Show. And we also run a webinar platform, a, a software company. Cold Webinar Ninja uh, with 20, I believe now, teammates distributed around the world. Nice. Nice. Oh, man. There's
1: so much that we could talk about there. So let's start with, how is it that you transitioned from teaching young minds to (laughs) entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah. I was thinking some might wonder, like, what do those businesses have in common? How do they relate to teaching? Why did I leave? So- I'll try and keep this as concise as possible. I suppose to answer your question about transitioning, I wanted to leave teaching because I didn't feel like I felt like myself as a teacher. I didn't feel like the profession allowed me to be really creative I I felt there was a lot of restrictions and you can imagine obviously with a timetable that's you know such a restriction on your time the calendar and all of that and I guess I was looking for something that was just more fun more freeing and more creative and so that led me to finally decide after 12 years to leave teaching And I went to film school of all things uh, to begin that, that journey. Um, So that's how, you know, that's where I kind of made that leap, that transition. And I left, I was teaching in Dubai at the time. So teaching kind of took me all over the world, which was really exciting. Like I left, yeah, I left Sydney, went to teach in Japan for a couple of years, went to Dubai for six years. So it kind of took me all over the world. So in some ways, you know, that was great. That was a lot of fun but I just wanted something different. And um, yeah, so I left that, gave it all up.
1: (laughs) So tell us about film school. So, you know, when people say, okay, I'm going to make a change in career, they usually don't go from teaching and traveling all over the place, you know, educating young minds to Mm -hmm. film school. So how did that happen? Like, what was the situation there?
0: I, um, I guess I saw it as the complete opposite to teaching. Like I thought, you know, film is so creative, it's storytelling. Um, We've got this idea of like what film is from, from obviously being viewers, right. From being on the other side on the couch and whatever, you know, in, in a movie theater. And so I just saw it as the complete opposite of what I was doing. And I really only wanted to test it out. Like I, before I took that leap, I did a weekend film course Uh, while I was still teaching. I just took it on the weekend because I did, you know, not want to just throw in the towel completely and do something that I'd really had no experience in. Like, I didn't even know how to use a camera. I didn't even know like really anything about filmmaking at all. Um, but I was curious. And so I did this two day, uh, film course, And I really loved it. Like I just saw this world of possibilities. And so then when I put in my resignation, I had six months to save up. And then I ended up saving up enough to go and study a short course in New York. um, So to New York Film Academy, uh, because I didn't want to come back home. And film school was interesting in the sense that I was already quite I was in my mid thirties at the time. And you've got a lot of young kids there who are just in their early twenties. They've yes, come from all over right the world, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right out of high school, just really still young. Yeah. A lot of international students. So I kind of felt like, oh gosh, I'm like the oldest one in the class here. Um, and I was right up front because I was like, I've got to take notes. I got to learn so, this thing. I've paid yes. a lot of money. to That's be right.
1: Here. That's right.
0: You know? <laughs> I didn't want to waste my <laughs> opportunity. Right. And so I was really a fish out of water, but I've, I had a lot of fun because I really took myself out of the environment of being in the teaching world to a completely different space. And in that environment, I saw so much more possibility.
1: Wow. And, you know, as you're talking, I can hear how you're facing fear with that because, okay, you, um, I'm sure that at the very first instance when you might have had fear and maybe you might not have i don't know but leaving home to go and teach abroad so you go to japan Mm -hmm. and japan you know english is not the primary language in japan um everything is quite different from it is in sydney so that was a transition like a big one um so there must have been fear involved in that and then you go to dubai which also you know yes they, they do speak english but you know you know, Arabic is pretty much yeah. <laughs> predominant, right? And Correct. and the culture is different and everything's different. And you know, you're here and you're 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 making a difference there, but there had to be some fear, even transitioning from what you had become accustomed to in Japan to this new environment in Dubai. And then you take it a step further and you basically decide to go on a completely different avenue and you go all the way to New York. <laughs> right? (laughs) Again, very different culture, et cetera, et cetera, from Sydney and Dubai and Japan. And you are a quote unquote, non-traditional student, right? Because you say that majority of the students are going to be right out of high school, early twenties, et cetera, et cetera. So there had to be so much fear that played a role here, but you somehow managed to Look beyond that step, beyond that. You know, push yourself outside of comfort zones. Can you explain, or do you do you have a, a an idea of how is it that you're able to do that?
0: I think you you made it just by re you know recapping all of those transitions. You've um, made me realize that a lot of it had to do with. I think what I always did was I looked back on a moment when I had done something difficult or challenging and gotten through it had a good result uh, when I put myself out there of course there's lots of times I've put myself out there all the way from high school university days and things didn't work out they've you know I might have gone for something raised my hand and it didn't work out but then there were those moments when I did raise my hand I did do something I did kind of step outside of my comfort zone and it worked out and I think I probably drew a lot of that um, that hesitation from those experiences so when it came to like that first move to japan was really transformative because like you said it's a different culture at that time everything's different the way you eat is different i hadn't used chopsticks before (laughs) the way you
1: hand people things is different both hands you know like
0: all of these things (laughs) i was talking to a friend the other day it's like you know the handshake it's so important to give a firm handshake Not in all cultures, not in all cultures, right? (laughs) So you're rethinking everything that you had to do. So that experience really transformed and I learned a lot. You know, I was only in my early 20s then. Um, And so when it came to moving again the second time, like you said, to another very different culture, very different country, um, I, I drew on that first experience. I drew on that first experience when I had done it before. And I think we all have those experiences. I think we have to dig deep sometimes to go. Fear is like, I think a pretty, I don't want to say it's like a, a singular emotion, but it kind of is in the sense that like you faced a fear at some point in your life, maybe the scale, the magnitude of it could vary, but you faced a fear. And if you can look back and dig deep in those moments where you overcame that, I think it can give you the courage to, to tackle the next fear, to tackle that next thing.
1: No, that's great. Because I, I think that that is the thing that like stops people most times, right? Because you know, you know, you have done some things that most people have never even considered doing, right? You you left your home, you went to an, a a place where the you know, the language is not your native language, the culture is different, then you went to another place like that and then a, a third place like that. Like, you know, people tend to stay in their own spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's comfortable. Yeah. And so, you know, it's always um it's always interesting to hear what is the driver? Like, what is the impetus that makes you do that? That makes you get out of that comfort zone? Because as you said, and as you have shown every time that you did that, your life became so much more enriched by the experience. I'm sure you're like, I mean, I'm sure your Japanese is better than most. <laughs> no, not really. But at it's least, least rusty. But at least you are aware of it, right? You have some basis for it. And you also have some context for, you know, things that are cultural to Japan, right? Which you would not have had, you know, like watching television or like talking to somebody from Japan. You know, it's very different when you're in situ versus like, you know, looking at the experience from the outside and wishing you were there, right? So, yeah. you know, you've, you've actually like taken it that next step, faced that fear and just like did it. And, you know, and, and you came out on the other side, like grown, you know, you've grown as a result of that. And so, you know, that's why I was kind of asking you, well, what do you, what is it that you did? And so it's fascinating that you said that what you did was you saw that there were instances in your life when you faced fear and you, you stood up, you raised your hand, you answered that question. Perhaps that wasn't the correct answer. And you might have felt defeated from that response, but you did, that didn't stop you from doing it again. And then having, and then drawing on the positive instances, right? And then understanding that it is like a scale thing, like you mentioned, the magnitude of it, like the magnitude of the success that comes after you face your fear. It can be a small win, like getting the <laughs> answer correct, or it could be a big win, like completely transforming your life by a certain path that you've taken as a result of facing your fear. So, Thank you for sharing that because I think people want to know like what is the magic sauce? Like, what is it that allows you to differentiate yourself from somebody else by facing your fear and just really living your life? Because it's so funny. Because I was talking to somebody the other day, and you know, um, the person was just saying that they were pretty much an introvert in high school, mm-hmm. you know, in their early 20s, they were very, very timid. But one day they started saying yes to things, mm-hmm. and as soon as they did that, They didn't ever think, you know, how is it going to work out? How am I going to fund this thing? Whatever, whatever. They just said, you know, I'm just going to start saying yes. And as a result of that, their life has been so enriched and they've been able to see so many things and be able to go to so many places. And so, you know, just so so your experience has really encouraged people. I know who are listening to not be afraid to say yes to things Mm -hmm. like that that may Isn't, not feel comfortable, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. you're living proof of that, right? So, you know- <laughs> I survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you survived, you're thriving. And so, you know, so that, that is, that's huge, that is so huge. So thank you for sharing that, that experience and that, and that pearl because I think it's, it's something really important to talk about, right? Hey, it's Dr. G and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five, episodes ready to go there's a done for you version that's also available if you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us then that one is definitely for you but either way we've got your back here at fearless freedom with dr g oh if you already have a show and you need production services we have monthly plans available for you So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. Mm -hmm. And then, so now I'm curious. So you went to film school. um, You got your money's worth out of it, I am (laughs) sure, right? Um, And then was the next step after that to return home? And start a business, or what happened next?
0: So at that time, I had moved on my uh, by myself to New York, did the whole film school thing, and was also starting a new relationship with my now husband and co-founder, Omar. And so while I was, you know, figuring out, um, you know, am I going to be a filmmaker? Is this what I want to do? I started taking some videography gigs in New York. He was also recently resigned as well from teaching and had started uh, a consulting business and following his, his passion as well as, as a business builder and business owner. And so we were kind of helping each other out. Like I would ask him for advice. You know, I didn't know anything about how to set my rates, um, all of those things. And given just project managing, my own clients, invoicing, all that stuff was fairly new to me, but he had a bit more experience um, as he'd side hustled in, in business during his teaching career. Okay. And as we were kind of helping each other out, I was giving advice, a little bit of in, input into what he was doing. He was helping me out. He had an idea for a business, which was the hundred dollar MBA. Um, and he approached me and said, you know, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is the, the idea that I have. I think you could lend your brand new filmmaking skills and videography skills to the, to the job. And uh, would you like to do this, you know, with me? And I thought it sounded great. You know, I, I, chasing down clients, trying to get paid, getting underpaid for a huge amount of work. Like all of these were lessons and it was a great experience, but I realized how hard it was to you know, get new clients, um, to get them to pay to find the next client, um, all of that. And and filmmaking is very, also very physical. You know, you're carrying heavy equipment, you're going, you know, around off subways, metros, all of that. So, you know, I got a real insight into that world and I thought, "Mm, okay, maybe I don't want to make other people's movies. Um, Maybe, uh, you know, this sounds like an idea of, you know, let's do our own, let's create our own. Our own stuff, our own product, our own videos. And so that's what really appealed to me about his idea. And that's when we created the videos for the $100 MBA, which was an online training community uh, teaching the fundamentals of business. And um, so Omar had all the content, the curriculum. He was on camera and I was behind the camera filming it and then creating the, the, the videos that went up onto the website. So that's where that transition happened. So it didn't last, like, I think it lasted maybe nine months, about under a year before, um, yeah, I moved into then working with Omar full-time.
1: Oh, I see. I was like, I said "It didn't last," but then she
0: said they're married. Oh, what's going on? Oh, sorry, sorry. Let's let. Very good point. I <laughs> should clarify and communicate that better. Our relationship lasted. The hundred dollar VA is still around as a podcast. Um, but my filmmaking, my stint in filmmaking, didn't Got last. It. Very long. Got it. <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, I missed something. <laughs> No, 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 that's totally my bad. That's good. good. My bad. Awesome. Awesome. And then, so 10 years now, right? Mm -hmm. You guys have been in business together. That's fantastic. Yes, That is fantastic. And so what are, I mean, are there some new fears now that you're having to face? With everything. I mean, because in different stages of the business, you know, you have different things. Like you mentioned, you know, at the very beginning, acquisition of clients, getting invoices, correct, you know, uh, paid, Mm -hmm. et cetera, can be quite a challenge. Do you find that you're having some new challenges now or? Yeah. I mean,
0: look, as a business evolves, as it grows, you know, so many people liken a business to a human, right? It does go through its different stages and you're faced with all the different challenges from those first ac- early acquisitions of customers, growth, t- hiring teammates, managing teammates, scaling the business, all of that. So there's, and then for me, as someone who didn't have a background in business, I didn't have a traditional MBA. I I was very new to, to things and just learning by doing, and I'm such a big believer in just in time learning and just learning what you need to know to get you to the next step. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, you know, there have been different, Different challenges along the way. And one of those was for me always finding, like, where can I add the most value in the business? Mm. What can I do that actually helps drive the business forward? In the beginning, it was, okay, video editing. Then when we launched the podcast, it was audio editing. Um, Always kind of trying to find my place um, where I could help um, grow the business. And I think one of the areas you asked, like, is there anything that's challenging or fearful? Mm -hmm. You know, there was management at one stage, but I feel like I've gotten better. Still learning, still learning, of course, still making mistakes, but still, you know, uh, better than I was, you know, five years ago. Um, And I would say now probably, you know, the sales side of things is something that I've not been responsible for, quote, you know, so to speak, you know, very Omar's very much more the face of the business, running the sales webinars, all of that. And so where and while I contribute to the operations and making sure that the team has everything they need, it's like, where can I probably step up in that role? and, and contribute in that sense as well. So always a little bit of fear when it's something like, Oh, I I kind of don't do this. Everyone else on the team takes care of that, but maybe I should do to help out and do something in that, in that department as well. So yeah, that's great.
1: That's great. I mean, it's very exciting to hear that because a lot of times, you know, um, as a, as a serial entrepreneur myself, (laughs) I understand this, but like, A lot of times people, you know, they'll start projects and businesses and, you know, they don't always make it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you have a couple of, you know, fails, but if you fail forward and you continue, you will have Mm -hmm. that one that will sustain. So I'm so happy that you guys were able to pull that together and have something that sustained for a decade, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And so now you have to tell us how can people get in contact with you? Well, uh, um, or something.
0: So, well, we've got a couple of places if they're interested in business lessons, if they are building a business and they, are you know, at any stage of that business, really, we've got over 2000 podcast episodes at the $100 VA show podcast. So, yeah, so there's definitely a library and a wealth of, you know lessons there for people to dig into i don't know if your listeners are, in, are already you know have created businesses or you know they're trying to maybe build an audience you know webinars can be a way to start growing your audience and building that community around you so webinar ninja is our software um, nice. and on social you know my favorite i have a love hate relationship with social media <laughs> i think so, uh, you're not alone in that one a lot of people do <laughs> yeah yeah but I do like Instagram. I've always been a very visual person. Probably the film school thing had something to do with that. So I, I do like um, Instagram. And so I'm, I'm at Nicole Baldino on Instagram. So if anyone wants to connect and, you know, share like what they learned from this episode, i um, looking forward to, you know, sharing it with my community as well.
1: Awesome. And that is um, B-A-L-D-I-N-U. Okay, yes. cool. I'm pretty much the only yes.
0: Nicole Baldino out there. <laughs> yeah, not, well, they're just to make sure sure because that's what whatever.
1: No, it's a beautiful name. But I just was <laughs> like, um, you just didn't want anybody to like go and search and have a letter off or something and then not find you. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And then so um, how um, how is everything set up now? So the people that go to the website, like for example, for the app, the app is on like Apple and Google Play or... Is this is there somewhere they have to go in order to actually get
0: the, the uh, webinar so, ninja? So webinar ninja is a web app. It, it works natively on any device. You don't actually need to download an app. So it works on okay. your phone. Works on an iPad. So if you just go to webinar ninja dot um, okay. they can you know have a little explore there, and of course you know podcasts are uh, uh, on any any lots of apps now that uh, you know are allowed to play yes. play a podcast. So yeah.
1: Okay, awesome. That's great. That is great. And then, um, so what else are you guys doing these days besides, uh, webinar ninja and the um, the uh, educational piece, the hundred dollar VA. Like, so, yeah. well,
0: the hundred dollar and VA is pumping out episodes. You know, Monday to Friday. So that's you know that's oh that's
1: see. oh my gosh, Monday to <laughs> Friday. How long are these episodes? Oh my gosh, Like got this show once a week.
0: Like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I know, right? No, we keep them around. So Omar's able to keep it around 10 to 15 minutes um, at the most. So they're short format, lesson-based. Yeah, Monday to Friday. With Webinar Ninja, we're very excited. We're currently working on another feature set that will allow our uh, members and our users to run courses, live courses. So we know a lot of our members do a lot of live teaching. And um, so we're working on that and due to being beta uh, releasing that um, later next month. So very, very excited about our courses offering there as well.
1: Oh, fantastic. That was great. That is great. Wow, Nicole, you guys have a lot going on. Didn't I tell you guys, I told you she had a lot going on. (laughs) Gotta listen to me.
0: (laughs) Charmaine knows what she's talking about. (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh my gosh and then so right now you're in sydney though right so how is everything like how's the weather and everything there so right now as you can see i'm you're
0: in a t-shirt and i'm all bundled up in a cardigan (laughs) we've got so at the opposite end of the world we're just we've just come out of our winter uh it was a very cold winter too but we've headed into spring now Okay. um yeah so sydney for the most part has quite beautiful beautiful climate but we've had a lot of rain
1: this year oh really yeah oh, wow it no. may have to lead some to california because they have an opacity of rain <laughs> i can't get any rain. Yeah. oh <laughs> my gosh that's crazy awesome 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 you know this has been such a good conversation i have uh, gleaned a lot from you so thank you so much for sharing your experience with us um, and super happy about the success of your company, um, because it's, that's no small feat, right? Absolutely no, not. Thank you. And so that's awesome. And then I cannot believe you have so many podcast episodes. Like my <laughs> mind is blown. Okay. Like, I'm just like, ah, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So definitely keep up the good work with that as well. Well, I guess Omar is the one doing it. Right. So yeah. <laughs> keep about the good work, Omar. Uh, so that's <laughs> awesome. And so now we're at the part of the show where we do our tradition, which is fill in the blanks. So oh. are you ready for fill in the blanks, Nicole? Are you I'm ready ready for as ever. Okay, Yeah, let's right, cool. do it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All <laughs> right, so the first one is, if I am fearless, I will.
0: I'm fearless, I will be determined in my pursuit of what I'm trying to achieve, but I will remain open and humble. I do believe you can't take anything for granted.
1: Awesome. Awesome. The next one is to me, fearless freedom
0: means. Oh, fearless freedom means not being afraid to dream big and to stop playing small. Mm. Like just give it give it a go. Like what's mm, the worst mm, that mm. can happen? You right. tried. Right? <laughs> At least you tried
1: and you learned it wasn't for you. Oh my gosh oh my gosh, you are speaking to me. Like, uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's so crazy because like, you know, you think you're like, oh yeah, you know, I have this big goal, whatever, whatever. And then you talk to your mentor, you talk to somebody else and they're like, why are you like aiming so, so low? Like, come mm-hmm. on, you can, you can push yourself a little more. Yeah. And so no, that's good. That is good. It's good stuff. <laughs> and then the last one is my battle cry is
0: I believe in taking big risks to have a big life. Take big risks to have a big life. Yes.
1: Yes. Love it. That's fantastic.
0: (laughs) That is fantastic. They work for you? Yeah, yeah. That was
1: was beautiful. I love that. Love that. Love it. That is awesome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us here at the Fearless Freedom Tribe. We really appreciate your insights and your sharing because I know it's not easy to share your personal information and I appreciate you sharing your story. We we definitely love that.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate being able to talk to you. You're so easy to talk to, Charmaine, and you have a great oh, podcast. So thank, thank you, you so much. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>